Hello, beautiful women, and welcome to the Claimed Podcast. I'm Anna Rova, your host, and let me tell you a little bit about myself if you're new to the podcast. I'm a femininity and feminine embodiment coach, and I run a very powerful program for single successful women who want to attract and keep committed masculine men or women who are already in relationships but want to change that feminine masculine polarity in their relationship. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Claimed Podcast. If you're watching this or listening uh, to this today, I have a very special woman uh, with me today. I was so excited to have her share her story. Her name is Shanna, and she's calling us all the way from Utah. She has been in the Claim program for some time now, and she has seen, I think, Shanna, you're one of the most powerful success stories that we have. We have a lot of them, but I think your journey, especially since I remember how it started and how we were with you on a discovery call, and then your journey and transformation has been so inspiring. And in the beginning of the call, I told you how grateful I am that you've also become, you know, I love when women go through this transformation, they get so passionate and they just really get it so that they give back to the community and they start helping other women. And you've done that and you, you're still doing that. And you have been, have become an invaluable asset to the program and to the community. And so I'm just so grateful that you're doing that and that you're here sharing with us your story. So welcome. Thank you, Anna. Yay. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, me too. Okay, so let's begin from the beginning. Okay. So tell us what really, so I always kind of start in chronological order, like how did you find out about my work and then sign up for a discovery call? What brought you to that point? Sure. Well, in, in a nutshell, I think what brought me to you was having any number of disappointing dating experiences and feeling as though I continued to attract a, a similar kind of story or a similar kind of man. And at the time uh, that my, the last disappointment occurred, I think I was, you know, spending time searching the internet, trying to understand, you know, Googling powerful women, weak men, <laughs> you know, like, what 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 problem do men have with strong women you know really mm -hmm. thinking that it was about um power and strength and um really not having a concept of masculine energy and feminine energy and i because i don't believe that that's what power and strength is about or weakness it's, it's not about that but that was the framework i had for it at the time and cookies and and whatnot brought your webinar across my path and I watched it and went, well, hmm, this sounds potentially applicable. <laughs> potentially applicable. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I signed up and I, I watched your webinar and decided to um, have a discovery call and see if, because in my mind, I thought, I think I'm the kind of woman she's talking about. Um, what resonated with you? Do you remember? I think it was, gosh, I'm sure it had to do with being a successful woman, um, being someone who can achieve, who has achieved, who goes and does and conquers. And yet somehow there's myself and many other numbers of women who, for whatever reason, like you can build this great empire and everything and mm -hmm. somehow you're I don't want to call it failing because that's harsh but you're not mm -hmm. getting the success that you want in your personal life and it doesn't make sense because in all other areas you're able to accomplish your goal right yeah and so you came up on a discovery call that was an interesting story not sure if you want to go yes. into that but if you want to yes. I would love to hear it yes. <laughs> So I had my first discovery call with um, Becca and we were chatting and, and going along and 
uh, I felt like she was understanding what I was saying. And, and I felt as though I was definitely clearly answering her questions. But about 40 minutes into it, she said, I got to be honest with you. Uh, usually I'm a little bit further along and people can recognize what they're doing or what their patterns are. And I'm not sure about you. I think we need to talk to Ada and see if she can feel you out because maybe she can pick up something that, that I'm not picking up on. And uh, of course, at the time I thought, of course I'm fucked up. <laughs> There's something's wrong with me. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> I knew I was messed up. <laughs> so, so then you and I uh, had a, a call uh, sometime later. I, I can't recall how much time passed, not much, but I can remember feeling like you're kind of sassy. You're, <laughs> you're kind of, and, and I'm sure I've, I've thought about, I wondered what your impression of me at the time was because I know me now and where I'm at. And I know if I'm in work mode, I can be in old-ish Santa mode uh, mm-hmm. and demeanor and presence, but I'm not that way with you or any of the other women in the program now. I I know that you and I went back and forth, and I was very much saying, well, show me the data, show me your evidence, show me the science. I really wanted, I, I said, I realize it's proprietary on us, but I need to know that there's some sort of scientific grounding because that's that's how I had justified all my life had to have rationale and evidence behind it to justify my decisions and mm. um, and to take a leap of faith to not do that uh, was a real challenge for me and um, you you and I went went I don't want to say we went the rounds but you had to work to convince me I took some assurances from you. <laughs> And um, even afterwards, even after you sent me the, you know, the contract for the program, I went through it with a fine tooth comb and emailed <laughs> you back in section, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I remember you were when we I remember my call with you um, because it was different, right? Like most of the women who sign up for the program, you know, it's a one call. um, Usually sometimes we go into two calls. Sometimes, you know, if it's a member of my team, then they just need my support because I mean, you know, women are different situations are different. So sometimes I really need to step in. And so with you, I did. And yeah, I do remember you were you were. I mean, based on what you're describing to me now, knowing now your background, it's like, yeah, show me the science, show me the data, show me like where are the insurances that this is going to work for me? How do I know that you're not some woman on the internet that's trying to sell me some sort of a scam with a high investment, you know? And so like, where are these assurances? And so I remember you were like holding your ground very firmly in that I knew, like I knew with you that this is exactly what you need. But then my job is how do I not even convince you, but how do I bring you to the moment where you trust yourself and you take that leap of faith where I can give you all the assurances and say, and I did give you the assurance. And I remember the conversation. I said, look, Shanna, if this doesn't work for you, I'll send you money back. This is not in the contract, but I will send you money back because I'm not in, in, in this one for the money. I'm in this one for your transformation. And I remember perhaps that really kind of tipped you over and you decided to trust. And a couple of weeks after, or a week after, as you started doing your flow, days, yeah, you messaged me and you said, well, I guess there's no reverse engineering or, you know, going back or whatever guarantees because you really see it, it, it was working right away. It was. Within days, I would, I would say two days, if not three days of starting uh, the program. And, and I had a, even a, a slow start. You know, I didn't get to jump into the modules, but I, I had seen enough to do feminine flow and did it, started doing it. I think my first call came shortly after I signed up. So we had mm-hmm. a feminine flow call as a group within days we had feminine flow call. So I, I went with that and I can remember on our call, you, you saying, what do you think about doing this? And I said, I mean, I guess I can move my body's gibberish 
That's what I called it. <laughs> yeah. I thought the, the call was fine. And I just thought, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. So I just kept flowing, but I hadn't jumped into the theory, you know, the module work. But just with doing feminine flow for five to 15 minutes, two to three days, I just noticed, oh, I'm calmer. And what, what I really noticed, I'm an introvert and I had an increased capacity to bring interaction to me and to take on whatever was coming on my plate or rolling into my, my workload or my life and just, just roll with it and be okay. And not like, uh, another thing. And, Oh, you know, responding with pessimism, all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know, I have, I had just like just this effervescent teamwork response and coaching response in, in my work that before everything felt heavy. Everything mm. felt like a burden. Everything felt like a, a problem and a task to attend to. And things started to feel like opportunities. Mm, beautiful. Okay. So before we get there and talk about, yeah. you know, your aha moments and what happened in the journey, quickly one question about the discovery call. Because I think there's, well, not I think, I know. There's so many women, Shanna, kind of like you when they're on a discovery call and like, where's the data? Where's the signs? Show me, you know, and there's that kind of a, like a little bit of a stiff wall that they're building. So what was it for you that made you go for it? You know, because you could have as well said, you know what? No data, no signs, like on or over, you're great, but, you know, not for me. Right. right. It really was, like you said, the assurance, you said, if we reach that point, if we get, you know, X number of months into this, and we have tried to reverse engineer this, and we look through the work to see where you may have missed a step. And if we go through all of that, and you've done the work, and you don't see results, I'll give you your money back. And it was, I know you, you said I wanted you to get to that point where you trust yourself. And I, I wasn't there yet. I didn't trust myself. And it's funny now, because it's not that I couldn't afford the program. It's just, it was so unknown and so uncontrollable and so mm. a, a leap of faith into another person. Like you said, I don't know you. I don't know what you're putting together at the time. Yeah. And so it was that. It was knowing that what's it going to hurt? What do you have to lose? At, at that point, it was what do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. Might as well try but, and see what happens. Yeah. 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 And sometimes that's all. that's all you got. <laughs> then you got to jump and see. But as we see already that in a matter of days, you have yeah. really realized that, yeah, this is different and this is working. Okay. So tell me about, about your aha moments. Cause obviously I've been, we've been working together, Shannon, and I know a lot and you know, um, sure. it's been so beautiful witnessing you and every single woman when she comes in that state of frustration and heaviness and, you know, just not understanding, not being able to figure it out. And then as she goes through the modules and the practice and the comes to the coaching calls and as she shares her stories in the community it's almost like you know layer by layer bit by bit the flower is um you know is is um is really coming out and i remember some of your posts and they were just so beautiful and obviously now you you are in a committed relationship so we're going to get to that point but what i'm interested in maybe share with us like two or three or some of your biggest aha moments as you went through this journey mm-hmm. i think that the biggest aha moment for me is that I was fully disconnected from my soul and my body and my emotions. That I had a limited range of emotional experience. I have an excellent vocabulary for emotion, but I had a limited ability to experience it. Mm. And what I've come to learn now, I hold emotions in my body and I can experience them good and bad. And they have different locations and textures and shapes. And that's helped me build on the experience of emotion where before I would have an umbrella and that um, the umbrella was bad. And underneath the umbrella was 
anything that was negative, pain, sorrow, anger, frustration, irritation. And then I had this other umbrella that was good. And that was, you know, content, happy, joy. But all of those things were fleeting experiences that it wasn't truly experiencing joy and knowing what joy was. It was good, good state, bad state, like here, don't like here. Mm -hmm. And now through embodiment practices, learning the texture and the shape and the feeling of feeling, right? Of feeling vulnerable, of feeling connection, of taking a risk and the multitude of emotions you experience when you do that, you feel anxious, you feel scared, your heart races, you also are thrilled and excited and you, your heart, you know, kind of flutters faster and differently erratically because it's, there's so much going on that before was good and bad. Mm. And now it's like you, I have, I have crayons to color my emotional picture with. Mm. Yeah. So it's, we always talk about that expansion of your emotional spectrum where you don't label things, but you have the tools to welcome. You know, we're always like, can you welcome that? How does that feel? Question mark. Can you welcome that? Good, bad. Let's not label it, but let's just sit with what's here now. Yes. So that's, that's the next aha moment is, is now I have all of these words for all of these experiences and I have learn to identify what they feel like. And now I don't have to judge them. Mm -hmm. I can sit with them. I can bask in pleasure. And I can also sit with discomfort. And I can find ways to make more room for it. And I don't have to say, this is bad. And I need to do something to make it stop. I can sit with this and I can learn from it. And I can expand with it. And I can grow with it. Hmm. Hmm. Which is profound. Yeah. And so the obvious question here, Shanna, is what does that have to do with men? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, I mean, it it does in the scheme of things, but this was something I learned within the first the first week to two weeks because I think I had my my one-on-one coaching call of, you know, two weeks in the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, it was with Camilla. And I said, this, this, this work is not about attracting a certain type of man. If I get there, which is what I hoped for when I signed up for this, <laughs> super great. But I'm seeing that what I'm doing is I'm creating the relationship with myself Mm. Um, that that I need and that I want to have. And now I know that by creating the relationship with myself that I needed, I have the capacity and the space and the room to receive and create the relationship with a man that I want. I didn't have that before. So that's what it has to do with men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always say, I mean, we always say in the program, like, the men that you're attracting or the patterns that you're seeing, you know, the work is not about the men. The work is not in the strategy. They, of course, we do talk about this, you know, dating funnel and everything and screenshots and whatever. But uh, most of the work, it's all about you, like who you are as a woman and what is, as you said, what is your relationship with yourself? And then we also explore that through the lens of feminine masculine polarity. Because for a woman, it's so important to get those. You said, you know, you had the language or the vocabulary um, to describe those emotions, but what is your experience actually? And so, you know, I always say what a gift when you can show up as that, as your full self, as your vulnerable self, you know, not try to run away from it or play some sort of a game. And from that place that you so beautifully describe where you're in connection to self, you attract what you actually really want, which is, you know, a committed man, a masculine man, and a man who holds space and reflects your level of self-awareness and the experience in your body. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's been amazing. It wasn't um, a linear 
a process. Yeah. It wasn't an immediate process, but I would say the, the progress was linear in a sense with any number of ups and downs that life is going to throw you. But I do feel that the more connected I became with myself and the more I came to trust myself and, and my intuition and my gut and, and, and build the, the relationship with myself that I need to have, I got closer and closer with men that I dated. Each man was better than the next. And so I would want any woman to know that, that some of your past is sticking around for a reason. There's, there's something you need to learn there. It's not about the program. You've got to stop and look and say, what, what do I need to look at here? What do I need to listen to? Yeah. Because it's, it's just part of the process. Right. And so How you grow. Yeah, I'm curious about that process. So I know that obviously, and it's beautiful you're describing, yes, the first um, step and the foundation of it is your, your relationship to yourself as a woman, to your feminine energy, to your body, to your cycle, like all of that. And then the practice, of course. But then still, like you are in this program to get a result. I know you're like, oh, this is already amazing. And if the man happens, it's great. But in my mind, I'm like, no, 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 this is already amazing. But let's also help you attract different types of men because that is, you know, the result that we want um so could you talk a little bit about what has that journey been for you like you said every man just got better maybe some aha moments there in terms of patterns who you were attracting and i'm just curious how did you get from a place of disappointing experience in dating one after another to then really having these like it's almost like opening up because i know on a discovery call shanna you pretty much told me like there's no one around. Like, I don't know if you said I've dated pretty much everyone around or whatever, but <laughs> like, you know, there's no one, whether it's location or whatever. And then you come out of this process and just really enjoying your, your experience with men and enjoying yourself there and the dating. And it was like, whoa. So, and then obviously you've attracted um, a beautiful partner into your life. So I'm just curious about what were some of those turning points there, if you want to talk about it. Sure. I think an important turning point is the lens that you view things from and the labels that you place upon things because labels assign meaning and meaning is born out of inside you. Um, and what's inside you might be your limiting beliefs. It might be your unrealized hope and expectations. It might, it might be, any number of things, old stories that you're telling yourself that actually they're not happening, but you have confirmation bias and you're, you're turning it into that. So I feel that as I work through the program, because I had gained that capacity to tolerate discomfort and not judge negative things inside me and just observe, I started observing dating and mm -hmm. I stopped judging and I stopped labeling, and I stopped assigning expectation um, that leads to disappointment. So I, I came to realize dating and having a relationship are two different things. And you can have certain expectations that are agreed upon when you're in a relationship. But when you're dating, you're exploring what another person is like. So you don't have to go down the path of stories and you don't have to go down the path of disappointment. You really, it lets you be in a place to go, what's your masculine flavor? How do you show up for me? Mm -hmm. Do I like that? How does it make me feel? What do I like about you? It also helped me be in a position or a, a place of going, no longer going, I hope this person likes me. I hope this works out. And I hope I'm chosen and, and I'm not, I'm no longer choosing. I'm just like, you seem, you seem great. And I'm telling myself I'm doing all the vetting, but really I just want to be chosen. And now, now you move into a place of choosing for yourself, mm. conscious, consciously, because you now know your boundaries. You now know what your yes feels like. You now know what your no feels like. You now know things that, inside of you that either resonate or don't and you're able to go 
this feels good. This does not feel good. It's such a deeper place to date from than dating. And I didn't like his outfits. He wasn't cute enough. He's not tall enough. He, he has this job or that job. It's like, that is bullshit stories. Mm. Those are stories. He's bald. He's fat. You know, all those, all those things, those are labels. Those are labels that you assign judgment to. And you're, you're projecting your own issues onto the person. And the process through dating allowed me, so with one of my first dating experiences, rather than having red flags, I said, I have yellow flags of awareness. I'm going to observe. I see this thing. I don't need to judge immediately. Nothing is so bad that I need to adios. Uh, but I'm going to observe and see how this person keeps showing up rather than doing the path of immediate decision making, making a, a, a decision based on old story judgments and getting out. And then I'm confirming my story again. I gave myself the room and space to go. I'm going to see how this plays out. And so that grew to, you know, the next experience being like, I like this. I like this. This is good. And then going, hmm, this actually is a very big red flag. And I don't fuck around with red flags anymore. And I trust myself to know this is a red flag and I am not sticking around to see if I was wrong or if it's a yellow flag. No, it's a red flag and we're done. Mm -hmm. So you, you learn to trust your gut and your instinct. You also learn to be it's a different kind of awareness. I don't want to use the word judgmental, but I guess you're, you're making decisions from a more solid place that's actually a, in alignment with who you are as a person and what you want and not unconscious stories and limiting beliefs that you've been following without realizing it for your life. Yeah. And as you're talking, I just remember the stuff that we've been coaching through and I'm like, oh, God, you know, I mean, there were ups and downs in your story, you know, although you make it sound like, Shannon, it was like smooth and curiosity and this and the red flag. But it wasn't like that or it's not like that all the time. Like there were some pretty down moments there. Yeah, yeah the, there really were down moments. And I'm, I'm glad that they were there. There were certainly moments of disappointment, of doubt. Mm. of self-doubt, of jumping back into old habits. It's easy. It's so easy to do the right thing the good when things are going good. But, but when you have another disappointment, your brain is going to take the path of least resistance and, and tell yourself the old story. And you have to do the work. You have to be grounded in the, yourself and the work in yourself mm -hmm. to hold yourself safe and steady during those storms. Mm -hmm. And how did the program or all the elements of the program structure, the format help you navigate that so you can move forward? So the structure of the program definitely helped. It built layers because first, first you have to have the foundation and your connection with self and soul. And, and then you're building on, uh, limiting beliefs and, and coming to understand your story that's holding you back and breaking through it. And now you're breaking through it with the foundation you need underneath you. And then you're moving into this space of creativity because all of a sudden you go, wait, there's no old stories. I can create my life. <laughs> I can discover who I am and enjoy it. Wow, that's freedom. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you're growing awareness of what kind of relationship you want, what kind of masculine male presence you want in a partner and in your life. And then moving into where do you go after that? How does that translate into your work? How does that translate into your parenting? So the structure of it is solid and sound because it's it's building up in the right way it, and it has sometimes the momentum's all happening at once and sometimes multiple processes are happening at once and sometimes mm -hmm. when you have a setback you're you're going back and doing the work that you got to do it again and that's not failure i think on one of our calls recently somebody said i i had a setback or i i regressed 
I truly don't believe it is that. That is our life's work. That's how we grow. And some of our stories and beliefs are, are rooted in deep traumas and childhood experiences that we don't understand that will always shape us. And so we have to go back because we, we're going back to do certain elements of the work. is not a setback. That's called reinforcing. Mm. You're, you're continu- that's maintenance is, as far as I view it. So, gosh, did that answer the question? I, you know, you're describing this program and I'm like, oh my God, this program sounds amazing. Whoever came up with that. <laughs> is like brilliant you know and i'm like oh shit i came up with that yeah it's so interesting like because obviously so it's it's almost a year ago that i started the program in march but obviously the program is really built on my own lived experience for many many years and also me working with women one-on-one and my own research and everything but you know when I was building this process, it's almost like I, it's not that I didn't know what I was doing, but it was for the first time I was building this and I really had to sit, I mean, for many, many hours and kind of, it was almost like a puzzle and what you like, just hearing you describe the layers and the found, you just did it so beautifully, like how I was sitting down, Sarah, what's first, right? Like, what is the foundation? And then what? And, you know, at some points, and I think you'll find it interesting, I was sitting there and thinking, okay, where do I put the module about the men? Does that come first or does that come later? You know, like, what? so, I mean, obviously, and the program is so comprehensive with all these embodiment practices that I created and, like, where is the place? So just hearing you say that, I'm like, and, you know, you're just one woman out of, like, I think we're now almost 150 and there's so many women who go through and experience results. And I'm like, how did that happen? You know, how did I do? Obviously I have faith and trust. And now that so many women have gone through this, but it's so beautiful to just hear you say that. And it was so transformational for you. It makes sense. And I'm like, yeah, wow, it, it does, you know, and it does work. You know, just how you're describing it. I'm like, oh, we should put you on discovery call, Shanna. Because you're like, you're going to be converting like crazy, like a machine. <laughs> oh, man, maybe so. What did they yeah. say in our call last night? Shanna for president. Yeah, Shanna, no, they said Shanna for president and then TED Talk. Because we had, for, for, for everybody listening, we had a woman who... Like you said, you know, she was saying like she had a setback and everything. And um, I opened up the floor to all of the women and you were you were the one who basically gave her a lot of reassurance and some beautiful words of wisdom. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, Anna for president, TED Talk, you know, all of that. So that's why I say you have been, Shanna, such a beautiful, you know, just inspiration and encouragement to so many women. Hi, girlfriends. Sorry to interrupt uh, your listening to the episode, but I quickly wanted to jump in and let you know that I have prepared something exciting for you. If you're interested in polarity, femininity, and how to embrace your feminine and how to attract primarily masculine men in your life, this announcement is going to be very useful for you because I'm talking about my signature uh, training. Uh, I'm like, how do I describe this experience? Because it's really an experience, you know. This is a signature training, my one-hour webinar that I've put together. And it honestly, it's it's been through a few iterations in the last two years. But I feel like this is the best yet training of mine that didn't come from, you know, reading two books and three courses and like coming together in a copy-paste thing that I now advise women to do. No, this has come from me, my own lived experience through my dating life and through finding and attracting the masculine man of my dreams and then marrying him and creating a family. This also came, yes, indeed, from a lot of research and learning and courses and coaches and oh my God, you name it. You know, it's been a, it's been a journey of five years for me about that time. And also this has come from my clients. So the previous training house is different if you've signed up for another training of mine which was the live female success, by the way. This is different because this is now 
coming through a distillation of my work one-on-one with women who I've helped get to that place where they're just attracting better men and they start attracting better masculine men and are on their way to actually to a relationship eventually. Not only masculine, but also masculine committed men. So if you are in a situation where you are attracting men that are less than desirable, let's say they're feminine men who don't want to lead, don't want to take charge, and men who are unavailable, then this training is for you. I will have to call this training, how to start attracting your masculine committed men, basically in 30 days or less. And in this training, I will share with you some of the key things that I've learned throughout this journey that are helping. That's what my work with women is based on. So in this 60-minute training, you'll find the number one reason why you're still single and can't attract a committed masculine men. It's not what you think. How to break through the patterns of attracting unavailable or feminine men, as I said, and find your blind spot so you can attract the men you want. How to master the feminine masculine polarity so you start feeling taken care of, claimed, and finally be able to let go of control and uncover the lie of female success that's keeping you stuck, exhausted, and unfulfilled, which means in masculine energy all the time. So you can start living in freedom and joy and much, much more. So if you're interested, go to girlskill.com slash web sign up and I can't wait for you to see this training and to let me know how it went and by the way there's no replays for this so make sure you select the time that you can show up and be fully present all right I'm gonna jump off and you continue listening to this episode I do want to say one more thing about the structure of the program because I didn't touch on it and Mm -hmm. it's kind of key and that is feminine embodiment and feminine flow and that is That's like the underpinning to all of this. And I believe in it. And I believe in it and it makes me fall in love with myself and it makes me fall in love with life. And I can sit here and tell you I believe in it. And I can also tell you that sometimes I resist doing it. And sometimes you get out of habit and sometimes Mm -hmm. life happens and you can always come back to it. And I'm so glad when I do, um, I find that when life gets a little hard or a little bit stressful, I'm more inclined to like put that off. Just like we do with anything, we clear our plate a little bit, but I can honestly say that when I clear that off my plate, that's me resisting doing what I need to do, which is definitely an old pattern and an old Shannon behavior. And, or maybe it's just human, maybe it's just Shannon, but I do believe that practicing feminine flow daily grounds you in yourself and prepares you for the work and for your day and for your life to take on whatever comes your way in a way that is in alignment with who you are. It makes you in a better space to respond with feminine energy or empathy, compassion, flexibility, instead of rigidity, anger, or frustration. And so I do believe that that is such a pivotal part of the program. And as a human, I also am not 100% at it. Uh, As a human, I'm also not 100% at it, you know? And it, it like, I also go through those phases, especially when usually I'm very good at like, morning structure and everything but life happens as you know and you're kind of like all right too tired don't want to do it but then it's all a matter of coming back to it and as you know shanna it's like this this practice is a lifelong journey and this work is a lifelong journey for us women you're now in a relationship i'm married and i always say you know it doesn't stop the minute somebody said okay I claim you as my women, as my woman, because it's just a way of life, really, from now onward, you know, and it's a practice that stays with you forever, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. All right. Well, where are you now? So where am I now? I am in a relationship. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, it's still early and it's still it's still new and it's wonderful. Uh, it's the person that I have attracted into my life and hopefully I've attracted myself into his in mm. a similar way. When we did work to embody our boundaries, what our yes is and what our no is. And 
some of my earlier coaching calls of what are you available for? And, and what does, when you reach the end of this work and you, you have, what do you want to feel? I have it. I, I have it right here. Cause one of the other ladies asked me what those words were, um, mm-hmm. calm, effortless fulfillment and full, uh, as well as content and, and radiating energy to the people. Yeah, this, the feelings of, of how I want to feel. Once I realized that this connected me, this work connected me to myself and how I want to feel, whether it's a re- in a relationship or not, it was calm, effortless, effortlessly fulfilled and full, content and able to radiate energy to the people around me. And the relationship that I am in right now is peaceful while still having tension and chemistry and draw and pull, but no anxiety, no fear, no old stories, no chasing and seeking, unless it's just for our fun, right? <laughs> I'm not in a place where I'm trying to change this person. I'm, I'm viewing this person's what a wonderful creature on earth. What a great, like, it's just wonderful. It feels full. I don't have to work at creating something. I just have this immense appreciation for what is. And this ability to be present in what we are uh, without trying to, to go down the road of labels or a year from now or two months from now or six months from now. Um, Mm -hmm. And yet still he's created the space for us to plan things out and, and plan, um, you know, dates or events or, or, or timing of things, but it's, it's not from a place of anxiety and it's not, and I'm not engineering it or trying to force it. It's just beautifully flowing. Yeah. if that's not effortless, I, I, I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. And I, yeah. And so also where I'm at now is uh, whether it's in my relationship or um, in my interactions with our group or even my friends or, you know, it's so beautiful. My relationship with um, my stepmother has blossomed in the most beautiful way where I find that I'm able to be myself in a way that I wasn't before and speak my needs uh, in any of my relationships in a way that isn't from like fighting and trying to get my way, but trying to a, a place of open sharing. And by God, people respond to that. You know, when you're not, trying to so tightly control outcomes of things and just being able to say, this is me, this is who I am, this is where I'm at. All of a sudden people are like, okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, it's a beautiful description of, of of the feminine, you know, and really what that feminine energy is in, in every woman that it's there, but so many women, you know, have built all these blocks and the walls and defense mechanisms. And as you said, go, 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 do, do, do. And so they're really unable to, you know, to let go and to let go of that fear because what happens if I just let it go you know then then who I who am I and what is my life because that's what all they know right the tension the pressure and I think a lot of women just listening to you Shanna like you're like now that you're describing this they're like what is she talking about you know how does that feel because it feels so foreign almost but that's why I'm so and it doesn't mean you know a lot of women have this you know, preconceived notion that if you're in your feminine or whatever, you're becoming this like damsel in distress who is submissive and who goes in and like whatever, you know, uh, doesn't know what she wants and, you know, but 
like to get to your empowered, healthy feminine is what you're describing. You have to do the work of coming back to yourself, taking radical responsibility and building that also the masculine side of you a little bit in terms of setting boundaries and who you are and saying no when you mean no. But most of your being or how you live your life is really com- coming from that place of vulnerability and truth where you don't have to prove anything to anyone. And then from that place where you're describing your current relationships are changing, but, and also those relationships that do not have a place anymore in that reality of who you are now, they're just fading away because there's no place for that anymore. And so it's a beautiful kind of you know, metamorphosis, if you are to say that, to becoming the woman that you really wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And with that radical responsibility that you take over yourself, which sounds so aggressively powerful, right? Radical responsibility. <laughs> it's not. It's, I mean, it is, but it's also surrender. It's also vulnerability. It's also being present and just going. And and yes, you insert your boundaries to help guide the path so it doesn't deviate out, outside of anywhere that you're not comfortable with or that's not true to you. But with that radical responsibility comes this beautiful, unconditional acceptance mm. of yourself, of yourself, and I don't want to call it unconditional acceptance with others, but a changed acceptance with others because you find, I think you attract into your life the people that fit with that and the ones that don't, they move, you know, they fade out, they, they move away or those, those relationships, whether they're friends or family or whatever, they, they move into a space that's, this is, that's proportionate to where they should be. Yeah. And that radical acceptance then like, creates this abundance of love in your life. Because once you let go of all of that and you're in touch with yourself and you've brought in people who are attuned to you and have similar perspectives to you, then it's, it's this positive feedback cycle where you're, you're all growing together and you're all doing your best and you're all supporting each other. And it's just funny how the toxic fades away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's no more room for it anymore. Because no. <laughs> you're like, why? You know, I, on our last call, you know, the other night, the woman that we're talking about, she said something that was really awesome and so inspirational. I wrote a post about it, you know, when she said, I love myself more than suffering to keep a man. So I yeah. think that kind of summarizes also what we've been talking about, where it, 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 it's all about you, all right, and who you are. And then everything around you is a reflection of you and what's going on internally inside. So I love what you said. I'm going to comment on this and I'm, I'm going to ask you the last question. And I'm going to wrap up unless you want to add anything to it. But I love what you said about dating um, and about men, because I feel like so many women, I mean, today, you know, and probably you were that woman, Shannon, where it's like burnt out with dating, don't know how to play this game anymore. You know, the men are not good enough. Where are all the good men, you know, and like what's going on and the stories in your head and all of that. One of the biggest things that we do in the program when it comes to dating after we've done the work on yourself is this idea of how can you become curious about who is this man sitting in front of you without having an expectation or an attachment to the result. And I love how you're saying it's like, well, observe the moment you started observing, you know, what's happening with you without judgment or labels, you kind of bringing that up into the dating world. And as you said, it's an experience and an exploration of this person. And that requires time. Like, you can't judge something by one interaction by text or whatever. You really sit back and you kind of, and I love this. And that's for me, that's that feminine, masculine polarity. Whereas a woman, I mean, he's also observing and exploring what's happening here, but the masculine has more of a, 
an intentional or directional kind of behavior there where he's leading where is this going and inviting you and you're saying yes or you're saying no and you're creating that beautiful space and the room for him to unfold, you know, without mm-hmm. that label or judgment, as you said, you know, so many women are like, all right, he said this red flag out of here or whatever, whatever. And that beautifully actually spilled into you describing your current relationship and how that kind of idea or that principle, you brought that into the dynamic now that you have with this man. And as you were talking about where you're also observing, exploring and being curious. And as you're talking about this, I'm actually thinking about my husband, but obviously we've been married for, I mean, we've known each other for five years and been together for more than five years. But, you know, I still to this day with this man, like he says something or does something. I'm like, that's really interesting, you know, or like, wow, you know, and, and, with that, because I have my feminine flow and because I'm not in my crazy reactionary mode all the time, or like you said, you know, anger, whatever, I have my tools and the practices to focus on me first. And then this beautiful man, like, I kind of remember the other day, you know, it's like the little things that he's doing. And obviously I'm biased a little bit because I'm working with women who do not have what I have. So then I appreciate yeah. it even more. He's a very lucky man in that sense. <laughs> But, you know, like he's doing all these things and I'm like, wow, like this is amazing. You know, like just him. Oh, my God. Seeing him with with our daughter, it's just like that relationship. She's like the total daddy's girl and she he's all over her and they have this like, it seems like they are, they're having a relationship and I'm like a passive observer there. <laughs> she's so funny, but I'm like, you know, and I could be like jealous about it or whatever, but I'm just sitting there and observing. I'm like. What a what a beautiful man, you know, what a beautiful masculine presence in my life. And as you're talking about it, I'm realizing this and I'm like, yeah, what a beautiful dynamic to be with in a man where it's curiosity, where it's observation. And when things do happen like they do in relationships, you know, because things are up and down, you can also bring that non-judgmental, not right away reactionary, but be like, all right, what do I feel? Where is this coming from? And whose is it? Is it really a a boundary issue? Or is it just my own story from the past? You know, beliefs are kicking in fears and so on and so forth. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for that perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I agree completely with all of that. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, congratulations, Shanna. As I said, you know, your journey has been just amazing and just witnessing you in that has been so awesome. My last question for you as we wrap up is for women listening who are right now where you have been, especially in their like scientific, show me the evidence, you know, show me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hopefully by listening to your talk, that's already enough evidence for them to know that the process works. But and they're just, you know, there's a sense of curiosity about this. this is it going to work for me? And, you know, what would you tell them to maybe incentivize them to, you know, sign up for a discovery call or even better sign up for the program? So what would you tell yourself, Shanna, when we were on the discovery call or a woman who's in your situation, who is in your uh, previous situation? Sure. I would tell them, well, I'll give you the punchline. Yeah. The punchline is... Whatever you think you know, you don't. You mm. don't know shit. Sign up for the program. <laughs> but what I would tell them, the long story, I guess, a slightly longer answer that at least maybe gives that a little, mm. hopefully a little weight, because I know that so many of the women signing up for the program are in similar um, experiences of success and achievement, education, career, And so they're in their masculine energy and they need the evidence and they need the proof and they need the data. And all I would say that for me specifically to understand that I was not always this soft, woo-woo, feeling, feminine, flowing um, woman. I used to be in healthcare and I used to be a psychiatric nurse practitioner and have had a psychiatric practice and tended to the mental health of many people. My life was driven by science and data. And I worked so hard to put everything in a box that I could explain. (laughs) Had no feeling 
It had no soul. It had no spirit. It had no, there was compassion and empathy there, but that's what drove me in, in our discovery calls to say, show me the evidence, show me the data. I wanted you to get out some fucking PubMed meta-analysis, show me your methods. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm a person who's always felt like it, it took this program. It took me having advanced degrees in mental health and psychotherapy and um, clinical training um, to learn that I have a soul. <laughs> to learn that, that I have feelings and that hmm. uh, everyone else does too. <laughs> um, that they need to be honored. I guess I'd probably just leave it with that, 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 that that's my story, that mm. I have, I dedicated almost 20 years of my life to putting things into little, pretty scientific, rational, evidence-based boxes. And now I'm a woman who, it's the full moon tonight, and I'm going to do a full moon ritual, and I'm going to do my feminine flow, <laughs> and I'm going to read some poetry and maybe I'm going to pop some popcorn because it feels good and I like it. And I, and I'm a happy woman. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. <laughs> I wrote this down. First of all, punchline, just fucking sign up for the program. Sign up for your discovery call right now. Girlskill.com slash apply. And then just sign up for the program. And then you'll meet Shanna inside and say, Shanna, I signed up for this because of your story. So you've helped me, you know, really make the decision. Um, and I love how you said, I worked so hard to put everything in a box that I could explain. And now you're a woman who's like doing a full moon ritual doing her embodiment and uh, happy woman. So yeah, there are no boxes. <laughs> there are no boxes to explain. Yeah. Oh God. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Shanna. This has been amazing. And again, I'm just so grateful that you've decided to take, you know, take my hand and jump and do the work and be an inspiration to everybody else. And the journey continues, obviously, but super happy with the progress and, you know, who you have become as a woman and uh, how you talk about this and just really your, your wisdom around this work, which you know, I reflect on, oh my God, who has come up with all of this, you know, and how did that all happen? So you're giving me reassurance, you know, to move forward and to help many, many, many more, more, more women. So thank you. You did good. You did good. <laughs> thank you. I, pr I proved it to myself. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much, Jenna. We will talk to you at another time. Thank you. Good night. All right, girlfriends, hope you enjoyed listening or watching to this episode. And if you did, and if you resonate with most of the things I'm saying, and you want to learn more, and you want to finally start attracting masculine men, I have an invitation for you. So as you know, I am committed and passionate about helping successful women attract and keep committed masculine men. So I have a personal invitation for you. If you're resonating with everything and you're ready to step up and invest in yourself and take things to the next level, I would love, love, love to talk to you and see if you'd be a fit for my work and what I do. And so basically what I'm doing is I'm inviting you and it's a personal invitation If you, only if you resonate because I don't work for, with everyone and I'm not here to just, you know, make a quick buck and whatever. I'm here committed to your result and I will make sure that we go until the end and that we get you the result that you want which is start attracting better men so I invite you to sign up to actually apply for a free discovery call with me it's a call that is one hour long and what we do is we talk about your current situation where you are today and what's wrong quote-unquote wrong with your dynamics with men what you don't like and then we're going to talk about what you really want and where you want to get and at the end if I find that that's a good fit I'll tell you what I do and I'll offer you to join us and uh, how we could work together so just to give you a bit of context this is this experience is all about and what I'm going to offer to you, only if I find that that's a good fit is about number one putting yourself in the best position to start attracting committed masculine men and not through tactics and techniques or tips tricks whatever but just by being you 
and understanding and appreciating men, thus creating a deeper relationship with yourself as a feminine essence woman and attract better committed masculine men. Number two, it's all about letting go of overworking perfectionism and the need to control by overcoming your limiting beliefs, patterns, and obstacles to rediscover your worth and enoughness and rebuilding your faith in your own voice, in your own decisions, and exploring your boundaries and so on and so on. Number three, it's all about letting your body lead. Stop overthinking and start trusting your gut and your heart when it comes to making decisions, expanding and embracing your range of emotions, cultivating sense of awareness and pleasure and feeling more without apologizing for it. And I know if you're here, you understand and you know that the path to your masculine man who's a conscious, healthy man is through you, is through embracing your feminine nature, is through running with the wolves and embracing your wild feminine side and actually gaining power from it. And a healthy masculine man will only be attracted to that if you get to that place yourself. And last but not least, it's all about becoming deeply connected to yourself as a woman. Understand what true femininity is exploring deeper levels of intimacy, and finally becoming free, lighter, and open. Embracing basically the feminine side of polarity, because again, this is what your masculine man wants. And it's all about stop living in the masculine energy by pushing, doing, and choosing all the time and start living in joy, freedom, and your wild nature where you can surrender, where you can finally let go. Trust me, this is an amazing place to be and it's easy and joyful and it feels natural and feels like a woman. So if you resonate, go to girlskill.com apply and there's going to be a short survey, step one. Just apply there and then the next step is to schedule a call with me. It's going to be an hour. We have fun on this call, so I hope to see you there. And my, my calendar is booked for another, I mean, booked. My calendar is open for another week. So go ahead and do that. If you don't see times that are available for you, make sure you email me because I'll always make time for you to make sure that you get your spot. All right, girlfriend, keep running with wolves and I'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>